Welcome to the Citizens for Health radio show on Building Fortunes Radio with your hosts, Jim Turner and Peter Mingles. Make sure you check us out by clicking on the Citizens for Health radio show link on buildingfortunesradio.com. That's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. Citizens for Health provides over 100,000 supporters with consumer news, action alerts, and opportunities to take action. For nearly two decades, Citizens for Health has been a nonprofit pioneer in the natural health freedom movement. The Citizens for Health Education Foundation offers tools to inform the public of health issues and educate and influence policymakers. Jim Turner is here to spread the word about some of the most interesting topics that can affect your world, from the dangers of mislabeled or dangerous products to the questions and concerns of vaccines. You'll want to listen to Jim as he speaks on behalf of Citizens for Health. And now, on to our show with Jim Turner and Peter Mingles. Take it away, Peter. Hello, everyone. Peter Ingalls here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. This is our Citizens for Health special radio show, and Jim Turner is looking on us, I'm sure, from above. Jim Turner passed away in January two years ago, and I think it was two years ago. Um, And uh, we have kind of been doing replays ever since, but recently I reached out to people in the organization. I, I basically got on my knees and begged, and I said, hey, can you guys come back? This was a really great, one of my favorite segments. And even though I was doing replays every Friday at the same time, only because it was really good information, um, I knew that there were newer stuff that we probably wanted to add. So the president of Citizens for Health, his name is James Gormley. He reached out to me, and we started to do these radio shows, and we'll try to do them as many times as we can at noon on Fridays, Eastern Time. But if we miss one, we'll do a replay, and I'll replay some of James's uh, radio shows as we build more content. But the reality is, is there's a lot of really important information that's happening that we want to keep our Building Fortunes radio listening audience up to date on. And if you go to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash citizens, you'll be able to hear this as well as the previous radio shows. So it is always a pleasure that we have someone from Citizens for Health. And James Gorley is here. James, thanks for being here on your own radio My show. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. I uh, enjoy your program a lot. Thank you. And, you know, we've, we speak about a lot of things, but there's you – know, and we, we, we try to do this at about a half an hour to honor your time because you're a busy guy too. But there's something that seems to always kind of repercolate towards the top, and that is the attack on supplements. Like the idea that, you know, vitamin supplements are always trying to be regulated or whatever the hell they're doing next time or trying to be taken off the market or making them obstacles and all that sort of stuff. It's really kind of percolating to the top all over again. And today where I read articles where they're like trying to make it hard for like over 41,000 supplements to basically have to re-register, if you will, or register with proof of what they have to do and almost be taken off the market. And in essence, I think take away my right as an individual to make some choices for me on my own health or the health of my family or other people around me. So can you kind of expand on that, please? Well, sure. That, that's probably referring to a mandatory product listing, and that's um, that's a very contentious area where you have some trade groups are in favor of it and some trade groups that are against it and um, generally the consumer groups are are against it because once you start building in more uh, bureaucratic requirements red tape um, and more unnecessarily intrusive oversight you open the door to 
to a more restrictive environment, less less consumer access to to high quality products and less innovation, uh, et cetera. But one of the things I wanted to bring up um, is all of the things that are going on in the various states right now. Um, and not okay. all of the states, but New York, California, Maryland, New Jersey, and Massachusetts in particular, um, there's this uh, there's restrictive bills, and in the case of New York now, it's a law, um, that are supposedly designed to protect young people, people um, under the age of 18, um, to protect them from the supposed dangers of uh, dietary supplements, in particular things that help with... Um, sports nutrition, things that help with um, um, workouts, things that help with um, weight loss. But th- there's so many things wrong with the the New York bill, which just passed. Um, I, can't, I can't even get started. I could spend the whole program telling you all the things that are, are wrong with it. But the, 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 main, the main thing that is wrong with it is the assumption that young people taking these products – it's going to cause, um, going to contribute to eating disorders and body dysmorphia, you know, sort of, you know, uh, self-image disorders. You know, there's absolutely no evidence that dietary supplements or even dietary supplements taken by young, younger people in high school, whatever, there's no inform- there's no data at all, and it was just a big review just came out on this um, as well. No data showing any link between that between supplements and body dis- um, I'm sorry and uh, basically eating disorders or body dysmorphia, psychological disorders. Absolutely nothing. But that now is currently has passed. It was promoted by this organization called the Strategic Initiative for the Prevention of Eating Disorders. It's, it's, uh, comes, it's out of Harvard, Harvard School of T.H. Um, Chan School of Preventive Health. So, this is the, so that's something the Natural Products Association is challenging um, because it violates so many federal codes. It, it, it violates the Supremacy Clause of the U.S. Constitution. It, um, which basically says that if there's conflicting state, um, how can I say, state laws or state uh, regulations, that the federal law would take precedent because you can't have a whole patch quilt of, you know, 30 different states with uh, regulations that basically uh, contradict federal law and the U.S. Constitution. So, so that was a, that's a big problem right there. So um, Letitia James in New York is trying to get it overturned, um, basically to get the NPA's Natural Products Association challenge um, basically thrown out. Um, and then, then we move on to California, <laughs> where uh, Governor Newsom correctly vetoed a uh, restrictive bill previously, but now um, the, the bill was reintroduced with some 
suggested improvements, but again, it's it's just as misguided as the as the New York bill. Again, you know, young people, dietary supplements, you know, the crazy idea that it causes um that they cause uh, eating disorders or 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 what have or body image disorders. And the same story in Maryland, New Jersey, and Massachusetts as well. And in some of these cases, um, they're even requiring that retailers put weight loss and sports nutrition products behind the counter or in a locked case. Um, in addition, all of them, and I know New York, the New York law in particular, um, impose or have uh, provisions for imposing $500 penalties for every violation of it. Um, aside from that, there's the, the uh, definition that these state bills have of dietary supplements does not follow the definition that the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act has for dietary supplements or what constitutes weight loss or what constitutes sports nutrition. There is no uh, universal definition uh, all we can go by is what the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act has, and it doesn't match any of these state bills. So that's where we are right now. Now, when you mentioned Letitia James, I can't help but be somewhat biased against her for what she's doing to Donald Trump. But is she doing the right? <laughs> yeah. Is she doing the right thing relative to what you're referencing? No, no, she's uh, she wants to get the Natural Products Association the challenge to the constitution, constitutionality of this law. She wants to get that challenge thrown out under the guise that, they, that the Natural Products Association does not have standing to, oh. to, challenge, the, to challenge it. Um, and that the, the, they can't prove that who would be damaged, you know, who would be injured or what retailers, manufacturers, consumers, of course they would be, but she's saying, well, you need to show proof. And she's not noticing the main problem is that they can't show proof of any connection between eating disorders and dietary supplements. So the whole premise of the entire bill and law now is com completely false. And it doesn't exist. There is, there is no legitimate premise. So now that the law has been passed, what happens next? Well, there is this challenge that uh, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. And really, this is just like over the last few days. But uh, oh. there is a, that, a challenge that the uh, Natural Products Association, um, which is uh, the, sort of the oldest uh, trade association, I think it was founded in 1933, if I'm not mistaken, um, but it represents retailers, retailers in New York. Um, it tries to represent interests of consumers as well, um, certainly manufacturers too. But, um, you know, I certainly agree with what they're doing, what they're trying to do in this case. Um, but the deck is kind of stacked against them at the moment. We'll have to see where everything pans out. And, uh, you know, if something is going to be, be appealed or – it's going to be thrown out or the appeal. Yeah, I, I, we have to see what the next steps are going to be. I'm planning to have a call with um, Natural Products Association um, over the next few days and see 
where we can citizens for health, where we can potentially join forces um, on this and then taking a look at where the other state bills are as well. Well, well there's always um, just keep us in mind if you need to have them have any kind of a platform as far as one more, uh, you know, basically a megaphone, they can always be your guest here on Building Fortunes Radio so we can maybe get more of the word out. So we have a we have a large number of people that listen to us that do home-based businesses and network marketing companies or affiliate programs where they sell nutritional supplements. Um, and some of them may be the kind that you're referencing and whatever you're referencing. Will it or how will it affect them? And well, here's most, the people thing. Don't even know, most people don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Like this is like the first time they've ever heard of anything like this. So how or, yeah. you know, how will it affect them? Well, it, First of all, it's very unclear how the how the how this enforcement can even be, aside from the cases where they say you have to lock the products behind the case. Like the first question is, what products? Because almost anything, green tea, you could say it, it might help with weight loss, or uh, creatine, or uh, protein powder. In, in some state bills, it's exempted. In some state bills, it's not. So like, there's so many different things that are just that don't make any sense and there's no way of really properly defining it. So, you know, basically if we can, if you consider that about 35% of young people in high school athletes take some type of um, dietary supplement and, you know, it, that's, that's, that would really take that away from them. And I, there, I would, I would, make a case that there most of them are using using these things responsibly it's not like we're hearing about all these adverse event reports i haven't heard of any so um so basically yeah it, it, how do you define supplements how do you stop somebody from going to amazon and what do they have to <laughs> put a picture of the license you know to show that they're 18 like on amazon or some online website or like a point of sale. It's, it's just, it's really, it's going to be impossible for these things to be properly enforced and what, or properly managed. And I think what will probably happen is retailers might just decide to stop selling products that have any mention of weight loss or, um, you know, that have any mention of weight loss or sports nutrition, which would be horrible because that's a huge, huge part of the dietary supplement marketplace. Right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a little commercial break. You're listening to James Gormley on Building Fortunes Radio, the Citizens for Health segment. We'll be right back. You've been listening to the Citizens for Health radio show, brought to you by Citizens for Health on buildingfortunesradio.com with Jim Turner and Peter Mingles. This special segment can be heard again with almost any device by going to buildingfortunesradio.com. That's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. Citizens for Health provides over 100,000 supporters with consumer news, action alerts, and opportunities to take action. You can learn more by going to the website citizens.org. That's www.citizens.org. Or through the link to the Citizens for Health show segment on buildingfortunesradio.com. 
For nearly two decades, Citizens for Health has been a nonprofit pioneer in the natural health freedom movement. Our special guest, Jim Turner, has an extensive background as an attorney and is one of our favorite experts on Building Fortunes Radio. Tune in often and listen to Jim. Visit buildingfortunesradio.com. Click on the Citizens for Health Radio Show link to learn more and hear our archived radio shows. Thanks for listening to Citizens for Health Radio, and now back to our show. So make sure you check them out. Go to citizens.org, C-I-T-I-Z-E-N-S, just as it sounds, .org, citizens.org, and you can see the website and some of the other cool things they have going on. James, a lot of people may not know about you, but you've written a book too, so let's just talk real quick about your book, and then we'll jump into some other segments as well. So um, my latest book is um, called Health at Gunpoint, the FDA's silent war against health freedom. Um, so, which sounds like a completely health politics book, and it, it is, it does have a lot of health po- politics in it, but it also has a lot of history. Uh, a lot of, it's, it's also a history of the natural products movement in the United States from its earliest uh, years uh, when it was, you know, uh, Mary Baker Eddy, and, you know, it, just from the earliest years of the, uh, the sanitizing uh, movement, you know, of having sanitary foods and sanitation and having clean foods because, you know, contrary to popular belief, yeah, we didn't have, we didn't have a lot of artificial chemicals in these, in foods then, but there were really no standards. So you wind up with, you know, arsenic and <laughs> different things in food. So the, so I, I kind of traced it from their European origins into coming over to the United States, all of the different main schools, uh, the, you know, homeopathy, um, et cetera, going into what happened with that movement and what, what happened with the suppression of that movement by a, the fledgling AMA and um, some of the more conventional pharmacies uh, which were a m- minority at that point of pharmacies, but uh, they joined together and um, uh, it was like 1910 or so early, uh, came out with a Flexner report and um, basically painting this damning picture about um, natural me- health, natural medicine. In any case, I, I went through, I went, I go through a couple of the biggest battles that we've, that we've had um, over the last several, several decades. One of the battles was the, uh, uh, in the 1970s, started in the late 60s, but went through the early to mid 1970s. Uh, basically, um, where most supplements would have actually been banned because they had over, uh, you know, RDA levels of different nutrients, etc. Um, so there was a huge, huge battle. Uh, millions of postcards were sent into uh, to Washington, and um, eventually the Hosmer Proxmire vitamin bill was passed. So that was, that protected us. So the industry was able to, and consumers were able to rest easy for about 20 years. And then, then all hell broke loose again. And then uh, that was the battle for the dietary supplement, the health and education act of 1994. Um, And that started with uh, a, a raid of Dr. Jonathan Wright's clinic um, in Tacoma, Washington, um, and famously, famously, there was that, that famous commercial, Mel Gibson, uh, 
they've actually filmed it at his house. This director, Charles Abecerra, um, directed it, and um, they wound up uh, – they show, like, these special forces, uh, like SWAT officers and agents, like, descending on his, on his house and descending and, you know, and basically holding him at gunpoint. And he has a he's holding up a bottle and he's a vitamin C. He said, hey guys, you know, vitamin C, you know, like in oranges. And um, it, so that was like, that was that in conjunction with many other efforts from many industry, industry leaders um, and health advocates. Um, that is the main law protecting dietary supplements, protecting consumers access to high quality, high potency dietary supplements today. So in reference to your book, where do people find it? Uh, it's on uh, Amazon. Uh, it might be on Barnes & Noble, but I, it for sure it's for sale on Amazon. They can also go to my uh, website, uh, which is jamesgormley.com. Um, I have a little tab you know, for books. Um, they can go there as well. And for those people that are needing a little bit of help with spelling, Gormley is G-O-R-M-L-E-Y. Correct? So it would be jamesgormley.com. Perfect. Okay, That's good. Correct. So you can go there and check it out. And it's it's really important for people to learn the history of this stuff because for many people, they just know, they don't know these wars were ever fought. Like, they just don't get it. Like, you know what I mean? They just don't understand right. that there's been a war against, you know, stuff that you might be able to put inside your body. And as far as regulation is concerned, hey, I want there to be standards. Like, I don't want anybody to put on a label that there might be some supplement and then there'd be very little of that supplement or maybe supplements coming from a wrong place. And I don't want those supplements, which I'm buying. And usually they're somewhat expensive. So I don't want those supplements that I'm buying to be tainted or not represented mm-hmm. by the stuff that's in the bottle. But it, but that's what I think the government should be doing. Like, make sure the stuff that I'm taking is what's in the bottle and it's got to be safe and you take out the bad players. But if it's what's in the bottle and I want to be able to take it, like if it was vitamin C, uh, yeah. why would I have that choice being taken away from me for whatever reason? And yeah. I'm still not really sure what the reasons are besides financial and maybe drug companies would rather have me take their version of their synthetic, whatever it might be, as opposed to, what might actually be a market. So they're fighting for my dollars, if you will. So do you want to discuss that relative to that other topic yeah. that I mentioned a little bit earlier? Well, sure. Um, but just to touch on what you were just saying, um, you, you, want, you were saying that the government should be, um, you know, making sure that the products yeah, are make safe. Sure it's safe. Actually, those, those laws are in place, though, Peter. We have a good manufacturing. All of those, those laws were either in place with the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act and the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act and the... NLEA, Nutrition Labeling and Education Act, all three of those together collectively provide all of these requirements and protections where you that has to be accurate, it has to follow, be listed, things have to be listed in a certain way, uh, it has to be um, that, that the, the, the manufacturing facilities that produce these supplements. Um, have to follow good manufacturing practices. They have to uh, um, follow the proper, proper, proper record-keeping requirements and all these other things. Uh, the, the products need to be safe. They need to be efficacious. If it says that it does A, B, and C, structure function claims, then you have to have a scientific backup that it does A, B, C, and D. So all of those requirements are in place. The, the only 
problem comes into play when you have some of these fly-by-night outfits or you have like these kind of gray market suppliers or even cases where, um, which is one of the crazy things about that New York bill, it said, oh, it, it cannot, uh, products, if, if they contain a steroid, then, you know, it can't be uh, sold to a, why would it contain a steroid? It, it wouldn't be a dietary supplement. It would be a, uh, it would be a drug. So, I mean, there's, there's just so much misunderstanding. I mean, it just, it's just crazy. It boggles the imagination that this, this, this supposedly prestigious body at Harvard, they don't even understand the basics of dietary supplements, dietary supplement regulations, dietary supplement requirements, what is a dietary supplement, what is not. And I would say the same thing with, with these regu- regulators and attorneys, attorneys general. Um, and even if you look at, um, look at most of the executives in the, in the dietary supplement industry today, most of them were not even in the industry when these battles that we're, I was talking about were fought. Right. Uh, most of the people on Capitol Hill, most of the legislators were not in office when these battles were fought. So that, that there's a lot of, as you said, there's many people and very, you know, people at high levels of, you know, government and uh, in various branches of government are not aware, and in the industry, are not aware of the battles, are not aware of the protections that are already in place. Well, so, okay, so we have only a few minutes left. So is there any other topic you want to bring up? No, I think uh, consumers can uh, look out for We're definitely going to be publishing um, um, a blog. Um, we may send it out as an e-blast to our members as well. Um, but we're going to be covering the um, what's going on with the states, uh, these state bills and laws, and um, and provide some sort of opportunity for people to um, make their thoughts known um, to these you know, to these state legislatures. Excellent. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to say make sure you check them out. If you go to citizens.org, you can find out about Citizens for Health. Citizens for Health is the organization. Citizens.org is the website. And if you want to check out what James is working on, go to James Gormley, G-O-R-M-L-E-Y.com. So jamesgormley.com, you'll find about him as a writer and editor, be able to figure out where you can buy those books. And again, like a lot of our Building Fortunes radio listening audiences listening in, they might have been, they might be active in the industry, but they don't know anything about the industry that they're active in. So I really recommend that they, you know, do the research, buy the books, you know, listen to the podcast like we're doing right now to educate yourself, to give yourself the ammunition to be able to fight for your own survival sometimes. And um, I'm going to say, James, I'll let you wrap it up and then we'll hit our commercial break and we'll be, or we'll hit our exit and then we'll be back next week, hopefully. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. I really appreciate um, the opportunity um, and uh, I look forward to uh, many more segments. Excellent. And uh, Okay. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Take care. You've been listening to the Citizens for Health radio show, brought to you by Citizens for Health on buildingfortunesradio.com with Jim Turner and Peter Mingle. Thanks for listening. For nearly two decades, Citizens for Health has been a nonprofit pioneer in the natural health freedom movement. 
Go to www.citizens.org to learn more and always listen in to Building Fortunes Radio, where our special host, Jim Turner, shares crucial information about many of the most important issues that affect your world. Citizens for Health provides over 100,000 supporters with consumer news, action alerts, and opportunities to take action. So listen in, get involved, and help spread the word. Be sure to check out the BuildingFortunesRadio.com website to hear more Citizens for Health segments with Jim Turner and Peter Meagle. And read about what's new on www.citizens.org. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. Jim Turner, Peter, and I want to say thanks for listening and ask you to go spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.